0: Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So over the last little while, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the content that I put out and the things, the things that I want to talk about with you guys on this podcast and over on social media and on my blog. And obviously, I talk a lot about step-parenting, blended family life, our own journey, and, and all the things that we go through. But I'm really trying to make an effort to create some more content on lifestyle topics and you know, things that I'm loving or entrepreneurship, personal development, just strategies in life. And I say in the intro that I'm all about inspiring you to live a kick-ass life while we'll bring you along as I create my own. And I'm going to start sharing more about the things, the other things, the non-step parenting related things that are in my equation for living a kick-ass life. Now, whenever I talk about products that I use or things that I love or sweaters and things like that, you guys blow up my inbox asking for more information. So there's going to be a lot more of that. Now, funny enough, one of the most common questions that I get asked about is actually the deodorant that I use. About a year ago, I believe it was, I started to use charcoal deodorant from Primarily Pure. And I shared about the experience on my Instagram stories, and it sparked so much interest. Honestly, months and months later, you're still asking about it, which Makes me really excited about today's guest because today's guest is Bethany McDaniel and she is actually the creator of this deodorant and the founder of Primally Pure, which is an all natural skincare company that's all about supporting radiant skin, a healthy body and a happy self. Now, before we get into this conversation and chat with Bethany, In the event that you do want to try out this deodorant, because I know you're going to ask about it, I do actually have a discount code. So you can use SCRIM10 on the Primally Pure website and you can get 10% off and it's for all their products. Now in this episode, Bethany shares how Primally Pure started, her advice for those thinking about starting their own business, what the early hustle actually looks like, lessons she's learned along the way, and she actually shares a bit more about her most popular products. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's dive in. Bethany, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jamie. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you today. So for those who aren't familiar with... Primally Pure and who you are and what you're all about. Um, I talk about you all the time on my Instagram anyway, but, um, for those who maybe haven't heard me rant and rave about the deodorant that I love, (laughs) can you, uh, just give us a little bit of an intro, tell us
1: a little bit about yourself, what you're all about. Yeah. So Primally Pure, my company, um, is a company that makes all natural skincare products. We use truly natural ingredients, um, Naturals becoming like such a trend these days. And um, there's a lot of companies selling greenwash products out there, but we really pride ourselves on making products with ingredients that are pronounceable and that you feel good about using on your skin. So that's just kind of what we do in a nutshell. We sell a pretty wide variety of products, everything from baby products to body butters, face serums, face masks, and deodorant, which is our most popular product. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Cause the natural
0: deodorants, they're a hard thing to nail down. Like I've tried a couple before yes. and the process of switching over was not enjoyable at all, but I didn't find that with the charcoal deodorant.
1: Oh, good. good. Yeah. 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 It it's, it's a tough one. The deodorant was the first product I formulated and it took me several years to get it right. And, um, now I feel like we have a really good formula that, you know, you'll still sweat. Um, because we don't use antiperspirant that blocks your pores from sweating and blocks those toxins from being released. But um, we also use ingredients like arrowroot powder that help to absorb a little bit of that moisture and um, essential oils that, that help with um, the smell and baking soda that helps with odor as well. So I'm glad you like it. We've heard that from a lot of people that have tried other natural deodorants. So that's awesome to hear. And you say
0: you, you know, have been working on formulas for years. So how did Primally Pure start?
1: Primally Pure started kind of out of my frustration with products that were available to me at the time. So I struggled with acne as a teenager throughout junior high, high school, young adulthood, all of that. And I would go to the dermatologist and Kind of ask questions, and I, I always felt like there had to be something to this other than just taking a pill or using a cream. But was constantly told, like, nope, this is a genetic thing. This is just something that you are going to have to deal with, and you can you can use these medicines, and it'll get a little bit better. And this is your only option. So I did that. I was on antibiotics for a long time, um, which. Little did I know at the time, well, they were actually disrupting my gut bacteria and in turn making my acne problem so much worse in the long term. I was using ointments like benzoyl peroxide and retinol products, and I was also a swimmer, so I was in chlorine for several hours a day and also using these products and also in the sun. and. No one is like thinking about how all of these things are interacting with one another and the damage that 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 is potentially doing. So I was left with really raw, irritated, red skin throughout that whole process and didn't really find relief, like true relief to any of these problems until I was in college. And a coworker of mine recommended jojoba oil. So I started using that in place of my moisturizer and just felt like my skin was really being nourished for the first time ever. And it started to clear up some of my acne as well. So I was super excited about that. And then later on, after meeting my husband, or who's now my the guy, who's now my husband, um, and his getting introduced to his family, they were all on this wellness journey and of eating real food and so I, I became interested in that and started changing the foods that I was eating and noticed that that really helped as well. So I was just on this path of living a more natural lifestyle and I started exploring uh, the other products I was using on my skin and realized that a lot of them were really, really toxic. So I started swapping them out with natural ingredients, um, sometimes just solo ingredients. Sometimes um, I was mixing things together like deodorant was, a, was really the first product, like true products that I started working on. And for a while I was just mixing coconut oil and baking soda and like dabbing it on my armpits. And I wanted my husband to do the same thing. And he did not want to like dab stuff on his armpits. So <laughs> I, I realized I had to figure out how to create a deodorant, a natural deodorant in a stick form. So that became like my obsession for a while. And finally came up with something that he enjoyed using and I was sharing it with like some friends and family at the time. And just like, it was a few years of, of doing that and getting feedback and making tweaks and coming out with a new formula, um, before I started selling it to anybody, but eventually Felt good enough about it to um, put it out there, as well as a few other products I had come up with. One other one was a lip balm, a body butter, and a sunscreen product, which we're not selling anymore. So those were the four products I started with. And my husband and his family had started an organic farm, organic livestock farm throughout this whole thing. So we had, um, that farm was in California. My husband and I had moved to Arizona, had normal jobs there quit our jobs, moved back to California to start the farm. In the meantime, I was still like working on my products and eventually worked up the nerve to start selling my products. I started selling them on the farm's website, kind of took off from there. And then eventually I moved everything over to my own website, primarilypure.com. And that's kind of the story in a nutshell.
0: So there is a moment I feel like in every entrepreneur's journey, if you will, when you're like, okay, I think this is something like this might actually be a business and I am, I'm doing this. Like, when was that for you? Cause I feel like everyone
1: does have that moment. Yeah. I feel like there's been, there have been like a few moments and moments of like different layers in the business. So initially I just kind of thought it would be a hobby business and something that I would do. My husband when I first started, he was like, okay, let's, um, let's set a goal for you to bring in $500 a month. And at the time I was like, Whoa, that is crazy. Like, I'm not, I don't think it'll do any, like, I don't think I'll be able to do anything close to that. Um, but you know, whatever, I'm just like, we'll see how it goes and hit that goal pretty early on. I think within the first, um, month or two and still just kind of thought like, okay, this is great. This, this is still like my, my little thing. And, and then, you know, I started to get busier and busier and working longer and longer days to the point where I was just working all the time, like 12, 16 hour days, seven days a week. It was crazy. And again, my husband was like, okay, I think you should think about hiring someone. And I thought he was crazy to me, I just, I had so many limiting beliefs around what was possible. And like, there was just a big divide between what I had set out to do and what was really possible. So I was really reluctant to hire anybody on, I I had issues kind of giving up control over any area of the business. And eventually, I just worked myself into the ground so hard to where I agreed that I, it was probably the right decision to hire someone. Um, And I think once I did that, it started clicking like, okay, you know, I can delegate something to someone else and the business isn't going to fall apart. I don't have to do every single part of this. Um, And I can actually, my time is actually freed up to focus on more of the things that I'm actually good at and not, you know, shipping product all day and being the one making all of the product. So I think like once I was really forced to do some of that and give some of that up and just seeing that that allowed the business to grow more and not shrink, Mm -hmm. that really, really opened my eyes to the fact that this, this was a business, this was something that I could scale and I didn't have to do it all on my own. So That was probably the biggest, like, realization time for me. And then about a year in, once I was really close to my due date with our our first daughter, I was kind of faced with another opportunity when, at the time, I had a few employees that were kind of coming in and out of my house, was still doing everything in my house. And I knew I didn't want to do that with a newborn. I wanted kind of, like, our space. So... I was faced with the decision of kind of putting things on pause and just being a mom and having that maternity leave and time to be with my daughter, and then kind of picking up the pieces months later, or really scaling up and moving the business out of my house, bringing on someone full time to take care of things like customer service and making the product and all of that while I was out because at the time I only had, I had two part-time employees that were very part-time. So I was still doing a lot and it wasn't like a comfortable decision to take that leap and, and find a space and hire someone full-time. It was like, it was very much a risk, but I still remember the moment I was leaving CrossFit. I used to work out and do CrossFit a lot. And, um, the Eminem song eight mile came on. It's like, so such a good, like song to get you fired up. And I remember in that moment, like just kind of knowing, like, I need to, I need to take this risk and, and just do it and go big. And, and I'm so glad I did. Oh my God. I love it. You
0: know, there's two things
1: that you said there that really resonate with me.
0: You said first, just like delegating and learning, like you don't need to do everything. And I think when you start something from scratch and it's just your baby, hiring someone on because it's like, well, they're not going to do it the exact way that I do it. And it needs to be mm-hmm. done the exact way that I do it. It just, you know, I've had that just stress because we've started to kind of grow. And, you know, I have people who work for me now. And it's like passing on even the littlest things that you're like, yeah, other people can do this. But it's such mm-hmm. a challenge, I think. But it allows yeah. you to what's that saying? It's like, you shouldn't be working in your business, you should be working on your business. Yeah, so I think that's what it is. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. yeah, it allows you to take a step back and be able to, you know, work on strategy and work on scaling and growth and all of that. And then the other thing you were like, is mindset. Like, I can't even believe how much those limiting beliefs that I think everyone has, can hold you back. Like, did you ever think that you could have this big of a brand? Right. Like those are just like crazy dreams once no. upon a time, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you get out of your own way and really start to think big, like you can do it. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. different between like, you're, you know, just a regular girl. Right. And, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that sometimes people don't realize that they don't realize how much potential or how much they can achieve. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I agree. Um, a thousand percent. Um, With with everything you just said, I never thought that we would be where we're at today. And you just got to go with it. Now,
0: have there ever been times when you just
1: want to quit? Oh, yeah. Several times. Yes. Yeah. Not as much anymore, but in the beginning, I mean, every like obstacle, challenge, like anything that came up, I was just so emotional about it. There were so many tears shed in the first like two years, especially. 2 3 years maybe <laughs> just like and now i've learned like the things that come up that seem like at the like that seem like the end of the world in the moment aren't the end of the world and i keep a list of all the major what i would consider disasters in the moment and the next time something comes up that feels really crazy and scary i just look back at that list and all of the things that we have been through and and gotten past and learned from and all of that and and it kind of helps to reframe whatever that current struggle is into more of an opportunity to learn and grow and get better and not necessarily something that is worth like all of the all of the distress all the emotional distress in the time. Yeah. But um, yeah, there have been so many things. Um, I remember early on another natural deodorant company was like threatening to file a lawsuit, um, over a name thing. And it was silly, but it didn't end up happening, but that caused me a lot of grief. And then we've gone through some struggles with just using natural ingredients and inconsistencies. And one time we, um, we made this whole batch of deodorant, a few hundred deodorant and, um, I smelled it, and it all smelled like cumin. It was the weirdest thing, and we traced it back to our arrowroot powder, and realized that our arrowroot powder all smelled like cumin. And we contacted the source, and they were kind of confused by it, and said maybe they had stored it next to some cumin, or I think maybe like the, their nut gr- their grinder hadn't been cleaned properly or something, because it was like full on cuminy. powder and cumin is like the spice that everyone says smells like bo so it's not a spice that you want (laughs) (laughs) um and at the time like a few hundred deodorants that was huge and we had to um i think we donated them but i don't know if anyone um i feel bad for the recipients yeah people (laughs) um yeah, I know. There's just been so many things that in the moment just feel so terrible, and it's never as bad as you think it is.
0: That is true. And you can kind of get, like, you can get through it all. And that's why I love how you make a list of all the things that you've made it through, because it probably helps keep things into perspective. I'm going to maybe take that, take that one on, because there's definitely yeah. a lot of ebbs and flows, and it's an emotional roller coaster, right?
1: Yeah, it really is. It really is. and I, And it's become less of that, but in the beginning when you, when you aren't used to it and you know, you're new to business and all of that, like any, I remember my first negative review reading that. And that was really early on and I broke down and started crying over it and like wanted to quit. And now, I mean, we, we have so many more positive reviews than negative ones, but we certainly do get negative reviews. And I would never, I would never cry over that now. You know, it's just, it's funny, like how, how much you grow and know how your skin gets a lot thicker too, as it Mm -hmm. goes along. Well, your skin was getting thicker and your skin was getting
0: better too, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) No, I was listening to you. I think it was maybe on Jenna Kutcher's podcast and you were talking about your brand at the beginning and, you know, your piece of advice for entrepreneurs on that podcast, you were talking about like, just start, like it doesn't have to be perfect. And then you were kind of saying how your husband was like, you always wanted things to be perfect. Like you've always kind of been striving for that. Do you look back Mm -hmm like on your product and your branding and, and all the things from the beginning? Like, how, how do you feel when you look back on those early days?
1: Um, you know, I I look back on them really fondly. And I always joke that, you know, like, don't scroll to the bottom of Primely Peers Instagram. And it's like a totally different brand now than it was back then. But I really do have such fond memories from the from the early days. And um, it absolutely wasn't perfect. Our formulas weren't perfect. Our branding was far from perfect, you know, our photography, like all of it, nothing was <laughs> what it is now, but you know, it was, I did like the, the very best I could with the resources I had. And if I had waited until everything was like just right to get started, I would have still been waiting now mm-hmm. because it took that, it took like just putting something out there in order for me to kind of learn what the next step was and learn how to take it from point A to point B to point C to point D. And I never would have gotten here like without starting somewhere.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I was looking back on past YouTube videos, even YouTube videos from like three weeks ago or four weeks ago, like I've been just evolving things. And I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I can't believe I pressed publish or I can't believe that's <laughs> what my branding was or my first website. And I think that people really need to remember, like, doesn't matter what type of business it is. It's like you have to start somewhere. And, you, yeah, you do the best you can in that moment. And things that you think look really amazing or are really amazing in that moment, as you evolve, you look back and it, everything you know, evolves. And it's not, it's not the same, I guess, standard you hold yourself to, but I love how you were talking about that. Like you just need to like get it out because you do the best you can in the space that you're in.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's what cripples a lot of people. They, they know that, you know, they have something they want to do or create, and they feel insecure about putting it out there because it's not just right yet, but it never will be until, until you start with something and give yourself the chance to, to, you know, learn what isn't right about it based on, you know, what you realize on your own, what the feedback you get from others, all of that. It's such an important piece and just taking whatever you're doing to the next level and you're never going to get that, get it to the next level unless you just get started. Yeah, no, for sure.
0: And, you know, you have choices that you make along the way and you have to just kind of do what's best for you then. When speaking of that, so you had, you basically had a brand new baby as you were scaling this business. Yeah. Which is, you know, motherhood is a lot. Like those early days of motherhood, you know, that's a full-time job in itself. Like how have you been able to balance motherhood and entrepreneurship and all that you have going on? Has it been... You know, do you have any tips and strategies for people who are, you know, feeling that
1: same kind of tug? It has been so messy. <laughs> I had my our first daughter a year into starting the business. So, a lot of like the very early days of Primarily Pure, I was pregnant and then after a year in, I was, you know, I had a newborn and it was not it was so far from perfect. I felt like at any given time I was either neglecting my business or my daughter. And, um, it was really hard. I, I struggled a lot and, um, I didn't have the, the money to hire anyone to help me really. I mean, I had some family in town, which I'm so thankful for, but I didn't have like full-time help or anything close to that with our daughter. I, so it was, it was a struggle. I would, you know, I, I didn't handle it in the most healthy way. I would wake up in the middle of the night to breastfeed and like think about something that I had to do or an email I had to send. So I would put her back to sleep. I would go out to the kitchen. Our house was really small. We didn't have, you know, I didn't have like a desk or anything. And and I would, you know, work for an hour from like 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. and try to go back to sleep. And it was so hard And I just had to really hustle and at any given time, something or some things weren't getting done. So there's very little balance, but I also, I didn't really have the ability or the resources to put measures in place to give myself balance back then. And I don't know, look, even looking back, I don't know what I would have done differently um, because I just, I didn't really have any other option. So As much as I would love to encourage people to, you know, find balance at any stage of motherhood and entrepreneurship, if you're trying to do both and if you're in the early stages of being a new mom and growing a business, um, it's hard. It's gonna, it's gonna be a struggle, Um, especially if you're like really wanting to do the best you can in both areas. It's super tough. So now, I mean, now I just I have a one-year-old. And now our first daughter is almost four and it's been so different this time around Um, having a, having a small child and I'm so thankful that now we have an awesome babysitter and we outsource a lot of our cooking, our house cleaning. I am constantly trying to evaluate like what, what else can I outsource so that I can get more time to be with my kids and husband and more time to work on my business and, not do like anything else. So constantly looking at that and evaluating that now, but I wasn't always able to do that. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the resources to do that early on. So now I I do feel like I have so much more balance, but it was something I had to work really hard to get to the point where I could put these things in place to give myself more time with my family and more time to work on my business.
0: Yeah. And I love that you said that you're talking about like you need to hustle. Like I was hustling. And I'm sure there's people who are listening to this who are, you know, starting a business or at the early stages of the business and they're like, "Oh, it must be nice to be able to hire out your cooking or to have, you know, outsource this and outsource that. That will never happen for me." But that goes back to our conversation about the limiting beliefs, too, right? Uh-huh. Like there are there are probably things that are part of your life right now that you never would have thought. And I know that's the truth for us as well, but Mm -hmm. when you hustle and you grind and, you know, you do what you have to do in those early stages to build really anything is possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think there's such a push now, which is so great in a lot of ways, but also um, the push I'm talking about is the push for um, self-care and, taking care of yourself and balance and I think those are all very important things and things that I've tried to practice daily but also if you're trying to build something like you're going to have to be uncomfortable and you're going to have to hustle unless yeah. you have unlimited money and resources which I didn't
0: <laughs> Yeah, there, I think there's this myth kind of on I think it's maybe it's Instagram or it's just, you know, Internet, I don't really know, but just that entrepreneurship's easy. Like that there really right. isn't the hustle. It's, you know, the laptops on the beach or like mm-hmm. whatever, but no, you have to work your ass off. Like you really, really do. And I think that a lot of people see the final products so or they see the fancy website. So they, you know, see the outsourcing dinner, cleaning ladies, whatever, but they don't see you're still working your ass off. Right. Like that, that's Yeah, that's what it's all about. And I think that people really like you, if you're, if you want to start a business, you need to be ready to hustle.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, what advice do
0: you have for someone who has an idea and wants to start a business, but doesn't know where to start other than just start and you need to work your butt
1: off? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that even if you don't know where to start you know something like, like I didn't know how to figure out setting up stamps.com on my computer so that I could so that it integrated with Shopify and it would print a label for me and I would stick it up. Like, I didn't know that. So I hand wrote addresses on packages for the first, you know, several weeks and months. I don't remember before I figured out how to use stamps.com. And there's just so many things like that that seem so overwhelming, but it's like, I guarantee there is some aspect of whatever you want to do that you can like figure out and do in a very DIY way, even if it's not as professional as you want it to be there's something that you can can do and there's some step you can take. And I think if you just start with something as like small as it may seem or whatever and just commit yourself to that and just even spending like thirty minutes, an hour, whatever it is on on this dream, like every day, committing to something and just doing whatever you know how to do, you know, it, it you may be surprised at what that turns into.
0: Mm-hmm. It all adds up, right? Like that half an hour every single day, that adds up into a lot of time. And it's amazing what you can learn too, right? Even just Googling. Yeah. Like Google is, I am constantly putting like full sentences into Google, like asking a question, like yeah. I'd be asking yeah. a business coach. and Cause I know somewhere along, somewhere on the internet, someone has asked the same question and someone answered it. So mm-hmm. a lot of the things that you want to know are on the internet too. Like you can figure so much out. You just have to kind of start. So much. Yeah. So to wrap this up very quickly, I want you to share your three most popular products because I love your products. I love the Everything Spray. Like I said, the deodorant, you know, you really have created, you've just created such a beautiful product that works and that you feel good about using. So I would love to be able to share that with the listeners.
1: Oh, thank you so much. That that means a lot. Um, the products, some of the products you listed are actually for sure, in the top three. So our charcoal deodorant is our number one bestseller. That's what we're most known for. It's a super popular one. I love it. I actually rotate between all the deodorants, but charcoal's one that I I always have like in my rotation at some point. And then everything spray is another one. It's super versatile. You can use it as a toner. You can spray it on your underarms after you shave to prevent irritation or anywhere that you shave to prevent irritation. A lot of people have emailed us with very interesting uses that they have found for it. (laughs) There are a lot of um, cool ways to, to use our everything spray. So that is definitely in there. And then our cleansing oils are really popular. Definitely one of my personal favorites as well. And the oil cleansing method is just, um, it's a different way of washing your face. So instead of using a harsh cleanser to wash your face, you're actually using oil and like dissolves like, so the oil will get in your pores and it binds to that dirt and grime and dissolves it. And then you just wipe the oil away with a warm, clean washcloth, wet, warm washcloth. And you just, your skin just feels so nice and clean. So people love our cleansing oils. So... Yeah, I'd say those are, it's tough, but those are probably top three most popular.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I can vouch them because I have them all in my cupboard upstairs. So um,
1: yeah, you know, I'm going to link everything in the
0: description for people too. And I do actually have a code. It's SCRIM10 for 10% off. So if you are checking it out, I do have that discount code for people if you want to give it a whirl. But yes, the charcoal deodorant for sure. So thank you so much, Bethany, for creating these products, for having this dream um, and for coming on because I think you had a lot of great information for people who a are looking for more natural products, but be who are interested in, you know, starting up a side gig or starting up something, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. And it's really nice to hear people look back and have those lessons and just be raw and real about the challenges and, and show what can
1: happen. Thank you so much, Jamie. It was so great chatting with you. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor.
0: Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.